Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 177. I don't have much to talk about this time. I have been playing Destiny for about 11 hours, so I haven't seen too much of the release state content, but I will ramble about that a little bit. And that's all I have for this time, so it'll probably be a pretty quick podcast. But hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So yesterday was my first day of playing the release client of Destiny. I was at the internet cafe playing for basically 11 hours. Of course, I did take breaks to eat and stuff. So I would guess I probably was like sitting in front of the console actually playing for probably about 10 hours. My character sheet, I guess you could call it, on the Destiny app says I've only been playing like seven and a half hours. So I'm curious if the Destiny app is only counting actual playtime and time you're spending in orbit or in the tower is not counted. I'd be very curious to see how it counts that. Because like I said, I was at the shop for 11 hours and it recording only 7.5 of those seems a bit odd. So in my 10 play hours, I've gotten to about level 12. And I probably could have gone a little bit faster. Some of that was spent with a friend who was looking around for a chest. So I would say that's probably not average for people who are playing super hardcore, trying to maximize leveling speed. And of course, people who are, you know, spending time looking for chests or just looking around or playing a little bit more casually, maybe, you know, you might not be quite that high of a level for that playtime. The game seems a bit tougher than it was in beta for a few different reasons. The biggest reason was there was a mention in patch notes that the aim assist was reduced. And for those of you unfamiliar with that, this is pretty much more a console-based thing, but it does also happen in PC games. But that is where when you're pointing at an enemy, sort of in the rough head or body area, it will assume you are aiming at that particular enemy in that particular spot. So something with a really ridiculous level of aim assist, you point like anywhere on the body and you'll get like the perfect headshot, whereas no aim assist at all. If you're aiming at his hand, you'll actually hit his hand and you won't you know, hit his head or do the maximum damage spot location, whatever that may be for that critter. So where you're actually aiming is where you're actually aiming, so it's a little bit easier to miss in the release state client compared to beta. I have been doing pretty well, so it's not a huge or terrible change, but it is a bit tougher feeling than in the beta, which is good. Another reason is that loot seems to be dropping quite a bit less than in beta. It's not like I'm really short on loot. I have plenty of cool weapons. I actually have, I think, a blue arm piece. I think I just got a blue head recently, though. I think it's a little bit higher level than I can use. And I have, I believe, two weapons which are blue. And all the rest of my stuff is green. 
But in beta, you were pretty much getting tons and tons of green loot that was all different kinds of weapons. So pretty much all of your weapons were maxed pretty much all of the time. Right now, I have pretty much gear I like. I was using a primary weapon of a type that I sort of like for a while because my favorite one was getting a few levels behind. So in the sense of always having your favorite, most beloved equipment all of the time, it seems like it is much less frequent than in beta. And you might use something that you just kind of sort of like, but it's, you know, a better piece of equipment than you have. So that's pretty cool. I actually like kind of being forced to try out different weapons or, you know, maybe the perfect thing you want isn't always dropping and so you kind of have to hunt for it. I actually kind of like that. For those who were saying the number of maps seemed really low, I don't think that's the case. I mean, yes, there aren't all that many locations, but these locations are really, really huge. On the moon, when I was in one particular area, I was sort of getting lost. I knew there were a few different paths I could take, and I noticed a couple of times where I was fighting, I was sort of straying off of where I was supposed to be going. So even though there are only a couple of different branches, there were enough branches that I was sort of getting lost. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 I gotta follow my waypoint indicator to be sure I'm going where I'm supposed to be going. So the maps do seem plenty large. In the, I think it was the second Venus mission that I was playing as sort of my final mission last night, I was in sort of this library archive area, which kind of seemed more like a combination of a reactor and a library. There was a lot of really big stuff that's like, what is this here for? This makes no sense. But it was incredibly huge. Lots of different paths going all over the place. I could very easily see future battles going totally different and in different directions depending on who I'm grouped with, because there was at least a half a dozen paths to pretty much any section. And so it's like, oh, where are the bad guys coming from now? Oh, they're coming from over there. How do I get over there? Well, there's like three different ways to get over there. Do I stay where I am, which is a little safer? Or do I try to go over there? So maps seem really, really big, really detailed, and like really good spots for this sort of arena defense style combats that you do on occasion. And of course, the patrol missions, which are sort of a free open map, are just incredibly, incredibly huge as you get further into the game. So anybody who said these maps aren't big enough is talking crazy talk. Especially, as I mentioned before, if you compare to something like Mass Effect 3, sure, maybe it's not quite as many maps or as much details in terms of single-player PvE content, but if you look at Destiny as sort of a combination of sort of like a Mass Effect single-player experience plus what they had with multiplayer, plus there's going to be a bigger focus on expanding content down the line as per more traditional MMOs like World of Warcraft or Wildstar. You can quickly see that Destiny has quite a bit to offer, even just right now. And again, I'm 10 hours in, and I'm basically about halfway to sort of what would be the start of the cap of my character. There's always going to be the search for more better loot or, you know, that second set of gear for this alternate build you have or, you know, various things like that. So 
hitting max is really probably just going to be sort of the start of really the depth of the game. One thing that seemed very confusing to me was sort of at the end of that first play day, I had gone to the reef and met someone who was referred to as the queen of the reef, who is an Awoken, and that is one of three races you can be in Destiny. I also chose Awoken. They're kind of like, I guess you could say basically the equivalent of a space elf. They're sort of this mysterious race who came to Earth and nobody knows too much about them. But the weird thing is that she didn't acknowledge that I was Awoken, and she actually seemed kind of confused as to who I was in terms of I'm somebody from Earth. It's like, wait, you're supposedly at the edge of the galaxy. You have, assumably, faster-than-light travel ships because I got there in, you know, just a short cutscene. So, how do you not know what Earth is? How does Earth not know who you are? Why are you awoken, and why do you not acknowledge that I am also awoken? It seemed really kind of confusing to me. Even if there was, you know, presumably hundreds of years of this sort of difference between whoever was awoken and went to Earth, and they sort of were this different branch and became this different society, you know, there are still those racial traits. But it seemed really weird that she didn't acknowledge that at all and just kind of treated me like some total alien person. It seems odd that they didn't make the Queen of the Reef and her brother and assumably other people in her group a fourth race, which was not playable, because then her going... Oh, who are you? We do not recognize you. You know, that whole shtick of, you're an Earth outsider, we don't know who you are, we've never seen your kind before. You know, that would make a whole lot more sense. So, that seemed very confusing. I'm hoping we get to learn more about the lore and find out why, you know, that is the case so far. I'm barely scratching the surface. As I mentioned, sort of in my Beta Thoughts podcast, Earth does really just seem like a tutorial. Even though there's plenty to do there, you can go back, you can do patrols, you can do a really cool story strike quest. You know, there's lots of cool stuff there. It really is just kind of a tutorial. The story doesn't really start to even start to unfold until you get to the moon. And then it really starts to fold out. You sort of get this bigger impression of what's going on when you start Venus. But I would have to say, as somebody who has been you know, paying attention to what Destiny is, keeping track of it, and paying attention to all the lore, that I would say that somebody who is not familiar with the lore coming into the game and only playing the game would probably still be pretty confused. There are only a few references at the start of the game that you've been basically dead for hundreds of years, and this ghost comes and wakes you up. That's like a single line. If you miss that one line, you don't even know that you've been dead for hundreds of years. And the explanation of who the Guardians are and what they do and what they stand for is, again, just a very brief glimpse of a few lines. So I do get why a lot of people are saying, I don't get Destiny, I don't know what it's about, I'm very lost and confused. Because if you're steeped in the lore and you're familiar with the lore and you're like me and you know searching it out outside of the game there's plenty of lore you know what's going on you know sort of the bigger story and you can start to piece it together as you play destiny but without any of that information i can understand why people are like i don't get it 
So I do think and hope, you know, down the line, maybe that'll get tweaked, that there's sort of a better explanation of, you know, who the Guardians are and what the situation on Earth is, and sort of a, a better explanation of the history up to this point. It is there. Maybe that's why they made those story missions not skippable in terms of the cutscene. So, you know, if somebody sees it three, four, or five times, they go, oh, okay, I really get this now. Maybe that's why cutscenes aren't skippable. I don't know. But I would say I would give them like a C- minus on explaining the story. I guess I would say sort of as final thoughts for my small taste of the game so far, I would say I still love it. There's a lot of cool lore. I'm just now barely scratching the surface of the lore. The story missions seem really cool and really interesting, and I love that very much. All of the areas seem really replayable. They do start to get really big really quickly, and you can very easily sort of get lost in these areas. If you're doing story missions, you'll have waypoints. Or if you're doing exploration missions, I think they're called now, you do get sort of goal waypoints or goal indicators. So you do have stuff sort of pointing the way. And without that, I think the areas are really big and really massive. And like I said, some of the, I guess you could call them battle arenas where you're supposed to stay and defend a point, get really big and really involved. And because of how the AI reacts to what the player or players are doing, I really think there's a lot of replayability there because I really don't think any two fights will go exactly the same because you're going to miss a shot, you're going to make a shot, the bad guys are going to react differently according to that. You're going to react differently according to that. So if you're having fun in the first 15 minutes of the game, you'll probably have fun for quite a long time. I'm not sure how it stands up in terms of PvP. It's possible if you're just looking for a PvP experience, this might not be the game for you. They are focusing just as much on story as making PvP sort of a viable option. There's different kind of modes, and most of the modes sort of balance out your equipments and stats. So, you know, there's not that really terrible imbalance of somebody who's got the uber gear versus, you know, somebody who's just hitting that level that they reached. You know, there's not an imbalance of that, except for one game type, which does. So that's really cool to see. I would be more interested in playing PvP, knowing that, you know, in terms of equipment and stats, I'm roughly equal to everybody else. I'm still really terrible at it, so I'll, I'll probably avoid it for the most part. But knowing that is an option is pretty cool. And so that way it's you know a little bit more about the skill and how you play that particular class with that particular subclass. And it's not just about you know who has a better gear. So I guess that's really all my rambly thoughts right now. I can't give it any kind of total final score or final rating. But it does look really awesome. Is it a thousand worlds with a million maps and infinitely replayable to the end of time? No, not really. But then, no game is. I mean, how can you really expect that of a game? And if you did expect that from a game based on, you know, what they were saying, it's probably not going to be a whole lot of story or lore because, you know, that has to be sort of handcrafted as it were. So I do think it is absolutely worth the, you know, full price, which it will probably stay full price for a while. And I would say you'll certainly get your money's worth no matter which you do, if you do PvE or PvP. You could even completely ignore one or the other. They aren't, like, required. Though they do kind of go hand in hand quite a bit. 
So it is encouraging you to do both. But I love it a lot. I probably won't get to play as much as I'd like after my one week that I got at the Internet Cafe is up. I'll probably just have a few hours here and there a few times a week. Probably get like 10 hours a week or less on average after that point. Until I either run out of money totally or I'm back in a home and can play as much as I want. But if you were considering it, maybe these rambly thoughts will help you make a decision. And like I said, I'll have plenty of time to play and have a much more final thought rambling on next podcast. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. No Pirate's Treasure, and no Patreons as far as I know still. Very sad. I'm super sick. My throat is destroyed, so if I sound different, that would be why. I've been losing a lot of sleep lately too. I get in bed, quote-unquote, and then can't sleep for several hours, even though I'm exhaustedly tired. So I assume that's the cold and not you know, random stress, because it's only been happening these past few nights. So hopefully that will stop and I can get more rest because I'm pretty tired. The areas around my eyes feel, you know, that sleepy, tired all the time. My throat's messed up and there's a ton of congestion in my lungs. And like I think I mentioned in my epic fail writing, my heart feels like it's just all congested and jammed up and I feel all icky and sad in there, so... Hopefully I will get over this cold soon. And that's it. I can't think of anything else to say. So hopefully everybody had a good time. And I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. That sounds like something out of science fiction. You live in a spaceship, dear. Hey, take me with you. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot com i have a page on patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there. 
at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.